Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. This is the Steelers Standard on Steelers Nation Radio and Podcast on Steelers.com. That Cincinnati Bengals offense is something that'll give you nightmares if you think about it for too long. In fact, I'm thinking about it right now, and my skin's crawling a little bit. It has the potential not just this year, but for many years to come to be the most prolific offense in the NFL, I think, especially with all the money that they put into their offensive line. Mm -hmm. Biggest weakness by far was the offensive line, and we don't know if they'll be fixed completely yet, but at least they put the coin into uh, the unit that was necessary to inspire hope in Cincinnati that that offensive line was going to be better. And I, I don't think it can get much worse, but if it can get too close to gro- good to great status, then I think they're going to explode 30 points per game kind of offense, Kansas City Chiefs-esque that we've hmm. seen for the past Whoa. couple of years. They have more weapons than the Chiefs did in they that. They do. Run. I mean, the, the Chiefs, pri- I mean, they had the quarterback. When have the Chiefs ever had a running back like Joe Mixon? Oh, never. Not in the Mahomes era. You'd go back to Priest Holmes, maybe, and that guy was well, a that, stud. And you're going back 20 years at that <laughs> yeah. point. But you know what I mean? Like, not Jamal in the, Charles, I would say. Right, is, he was great. But still, that was but at not the Mahomes tail. Era. That was at like the beginning end of the Alex Smith era. Right. Like, by the time Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill really established themselves, Jamal Charles was a shell of himself. Exactly. So they, uh, they absolutely... Um, are poised, I think, to break out and be the best offense in the NFL. I think they have the best weaponry in the NFL uh, from top to bottom. Hmm. I do. I mean, Jamar Chase. I mean, it's four guys. Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, right there, is elite one-two. Maybe only bested by Justin Jefferson and Adam Adam Thielen Thielen. in in Minnesota. But T. Higgins might be better than Adam Thielen, just straight up. Maybe right now. Maybe. And Jamar might be better than Jefferson. Then Tyler Boyd's better than any number three you're going to throw at me. And then you add Joe Mixon into that pot, who's a top five running back right now in the NFL. At least the stats last year bared that out. How do you stop these guys? What do the Steelers do? Similarly to what we said in our previous episode talking about the offense, I think it comes down to the running game. Joe Mixon destroyed the Steelers on the ground last year in both games, and especially in the second game. And if the Steelers can stop that early... Mm -hmm and not get the Bengals that second dimension to their offense where it just makes everything super easy for Joe Burrow, that's a huge win for Pittsburgh. Joe Mixon just torched through that defensive line last year. Cannot have that happen again this year. First and foremost, make them one-dimensional, and I know that that one dimension that you're making them is potentially the best passing offense in the NFL this year. 
But I think that's the best bet, at least to start, is they're they're probably going to come out and try to run a lot with Mixon, just like they did last year. Shut that off early. Make them know that it's not going to be the 30-second rush defense mm-hmm. you're playing again this year like it was last year. I mean, I we brought up the numbers that Joe Mixon had last year against the Steelers in two games. He had nearly 300 yards, two touchdowns on, on what, 45 carries or something like that. The guy just, both games, right, both games, he was unstoppable. Unstoppable. Just an unstoppable force. And, and not to be ashamed, it's not... It's not the same as like when um, the Lions duo or trio of running backs were torching the Steelers because this is a legit stud at running back. This is a Pro Bowl caliber back in Joe Mixon. So that maybe makes it all the harder to do what I'm saying that they need to do because he's not going to cooperate really. And that offensive line, again, put a ton of money into it. Maybe that's going to pay off not yeah. just in as far as protecting Joe Burrow is concerned, but opening even more holes for Joe Mixon, not that he was really struggling in that department last year anyway. No, he wasn't, which is a huge relief for the Bengals, just because if you go back two years ago, Joe Mixon had the worst year of his career. So everyone was thinking, oh, wow, with with uh, the offensive line being as horrible as it is, Joe Mixon may be done. Where's the run game going to go from here? And it turns out that all you have to do is plug in a healthy Joe Burrow And that offense clicks no matter what, no matter how bad the offensive line could possibly be. As long as you have Joe Burrow in there to kind of orchestrate the offense, it looks like it's going to be okay. And and Joe Mixon had a huge bounce back year. And for the Steelers' rush defense, which rush defense are you going to see? Are you going to see the Steelers' rush defense from two years ago when you just plug in Larry O for Stephon Tua and Mm -hmm. you have Cam Hayward and Tyson Alualu in there to have a solid three? Or are you going to have the offensive or the defensive line of last year? I, we really don't know. A lot of people were saying, well, look how they did against the run against uh, Detroit. There were a lot of third and longs where the, the, the Lions were able to, uh, to convert. Um, and you go beyond the defensive line. Devin Bush really struggled to get off his blocks. His biggest criticism, I think, of the preseason, unable to get off his blocks to help with either short passes or help in the run stop. So if he's also struggling in that department, Joe Mixon could could easily have a big day. It's just it's it's really to me I could deal with a a average to below average Devin Bush if the defensive line is back to where it was. Agreed. I think that that can obviously mask some of the yes. issues that plagued them in the rushing games last year. I think if they have a defensive line which we all think is better, that's not going to do anything but help in that department. So you stop Joe Mixon. That's great. A lot easier said than done, like I said, but you get it done. Congratulations. Your defensive line is better. You improved that part of the, the defense, and it's paying off against the Bengals. Now what do you do against this receiving core? Because I don't know how you don't double Jamar Chase, but at the same time, can you handle T. Higgins in single coverage? Can you handle Tyler Boyd in the slot in single coverage? I don't think so. It really is a damned if you do and damned if you don't scenario. Maybe you play a lot of zone, but isn't Joe Burrow just going to eat his zone alive? You'd expect that as long as he has enough time. Mm-hmm. The best way to cover these wide receivers is to get the pass rush home to Joe Burrow before yes. the routes can develop. I mean, is it though? Because Joe it Burrow, is. Joe it Burrow is. got sacked nine times against Tennessee and they still won that game. Yeah, but hopefully Mitch Trubisky's not throwing four, four interceptions. Four interceptions, in zone, it's right? a great point. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I think getting to Joe is is a huge 
step in the right direction if you really want a chance against this Bengals offense. Because if you get to Joe, you're keeping the ball out of the hands of T. Higgins and Jamar Chase. It's inevitable, right? They're going to get the ball eventually. You're not going to get to him on every single play. But as long as, you, like, people say all the time, quarterback hits is one of the most underrated statistics for a defensive player, right? Yes. You're getting to the quarterback. No matter if the ball is getting out, the quarterback is still ending up on the ground, which does not feel good. I mean, I'm not saying you're trying to, to hurt him, but you're trying to shake him up. You're trying to rattle him as much as you possibly can. So if you're going to get to Joe Burrow, I, I'm okay with it, but it's got to be a consistent effort. It has to be a consistent effort. It has to effort. be a consistent effort from more places than just Cam Hayward and TJ Watt. No question about that. The, it's got to be an all-around effort. I would love to see Malik Reed, Alex Highsmith yeah. throw their hand in that pile. Ogun, Alex Highsmith Ogun now. from up the middle. Alex, speaking of Alex Highsmith, should be fully ready to go come Sunday. Yeah, uh, injury fronts on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, Marcus Allen, uh, who was, if you remember, released as a just procedural method when roster moves were cut down and then brought back once they moved Demonte Casey to the IR. Uh, he's been dealing with a hamstring, limited Wednesday, full participant Thursday, so ain't nothing to worry about about him. He'll be out there contributing in special teams and maybe in some different packages on defense as well. Defensive tackle Cam Hayward showed up on the practice or on the injury but report. But it was a but coach's. Why are you stealing my thunder? Sorry, like I hate you, man. I don't want to do the podcast anymore. <laughs> yeah, coach's decision. So that's just veteran day, you know. Yeah, that's a big Ben thing, right? Exactly. And I, I don't mind Cam Hayward getting a no, day not at all. There. Keep especially, that guy as fresh as possible. I mean, I don't think anyone in Pittsburgh is is going to be upset with that, especially after the Lions game when everyone was saying, "Why is Tomlin leaving all these guys out there for the entire first half? There's no reason to keep them out there for a third preseason game with a risk of injury." Look, uh, can't, or T.J. Watt got that cut block, and Deontay came up limping, and Najee Harris had to hurdle a guy. So, yeah, I don't think anyone's going to have a problem with Cam Hayward sitting out one day of practice this week. No, I don't think so either, and I don't think it's going to you know, really hurt him as far as his no. game planning is concerned or his ability the guy to had, play well against the Bengals. I don't, I don't know preseason statistics here because there's no reason to track them, but the guy, I think, had close to 10 passes batted down in three games, Cam Hayward did. Yeah, it was insane. So I don't care if he's if he wants to sit out, Cam Hayward can sit out. It, I, Do you think you'll have two or more pad, batted passes against Joe Burrow? On I like Sunday? two. Just two straight up? That's like a lot two. in a season it is. opening game. For Cam, I'm for a go defensive lineman? I'm going to go under really? that. Okay. I'm going to go maybe one. I like two just because, I don't know. I mean, Cam Hayward is, as we always say, is like fine wine. Just he eight, keeps getting, getting better. better with age. It seems like the rest of the league is now paying attention to Cam Hayward the way that Pittsburgh has paid attention to Cam Hayward for his entire career here. So I don't know if Joe Burrow is going to be ready, if he's going to be thinking, oh, Cam's going to jump and try to bat this guy down. So I would think only because Joe's not looking for it. But again, yeah, two is a lot. But the ridiculous thing is that we're setting that as a legitimate possibility for Cam. Yeah, for sure. Uh, only thing that might be working against that, Joe Burrow's pretty tall, strapping yes. young man. Doesn't get his passes doesn't, blocked a lot. Doesn't do a lot of dump-off passes either. Mm-hmm. Short, short No, routes. he was the yeah. quarterback that averaged the most depth of target yes. last year. Oh, and by the way, he had the highest completion percentage. You want to talk about a freak? So he's throwing the ball further than anybody and completing them uh, as accurately as anybody in the NFL. Yes. 70%, 7 out of 10 passes that Joe Burrow threw were completions last year. 
The guy is just a that's, freak of that's, nature. That's, that's peak Drew Brees numbers right there. Th- that's what I was saying to Matt Williamson too earlier this week. You know, you you try to peg what is this guy going to be at the elite of the elite at, and maybe it's just Brady where he's everything is just great and he wins, but maybe it's the accuracy. Maybe he's just as deadly accurate as anybody we've seen. And I think that's displayed early in his career. We'll see if it continues this year. I don't see any reason why it should let up. But as far as, you know, the secondary taking away the passing game, it'd be great if the pass rush can get home a lot and make his life a living hell and you don't even have to worry about staying in coverage for longer than three or four seconds. But if that doesn't happen, the Steelers aren't going to travel their corners with Jamar Chase. It's not going to be a a Kella Witherspoon versus Jamar Chase Sunday afternoon. So the Bengals, whatever side they line up on, are going to have to take him. And normally I like it when you have a corner that travels – but with the Steelers this year, I think it's good that they don't move around the field. I think that they're pretty much all equal, the top three, Levi, Akello, and Cam Sutton. I think they all have just as good a chance as the other at, at guarding some of these unicorns that they're going to have to face in the NFL this year. So I'm not too concerned with, oh, uh, you don't have that big superstar. Why? It's not like I'm thrilled that they don't have this big Jalen Ramsey superstar that can go across the field and, and take out your best wide receiver, or at least hopefully take out your best receiver. But I still think that they have decent enough receivers that T. Higgins is across from Witherspoon on one play. He's fine. Switch that over to uh, um, Akella Witherspoon across from Jamar Chase on a different play. He'll be fine there, too. I think you need a lot of safety help, though. And That I, worries me. I'd like to see some creativity with Minka, but maybe this is a game where you just can't afford it and you need him to play that deep center field. Uh, you remember Jamar Chase burning the Steelers last year yeah. deep. Try not to have that happen again because you know the Bengals are going to be looking for that. It was back-to-back weeks, right, where the secondary got burned. I believe it was Henry Ruggs against the Raiders in Week 2, and then the very following week in Week 3, it was Jamar Chase. At the very, right, it was the end of the half, that play that he had going into halftime, that long touchdown that Jamar Chase had where I think the Steelers were only down by a couple of points, but then with only, like, what, like 40 seconds to go, they get that touchdown drive just because it was a long ball that the Steelers let up. It's going to be tough. I mean, you're going to be mismatched, I think, here with your cornerbacks going up against these these Bengal, Bengal receivers. I know we like the upside of Akella Witherspoon. I know we like the additional piece of Levi Wallace, but that depth chart shows that Levi Wallace is going to be coming in as the backup, right? Camp Sutton is going to be the starting, uh, is it right or left cornerback opposite of Akella? Regardless, it's going to be Cam. And, I think Akello's on the left of the defense. Like, def- if you're yeah, right, right, on right, the right. defense side, left Akello, right Cam. Cam probably bumps in. Levi takes the right when you go into the sub package. But that, again, that's a reason for me to be concerned because we know that we love seeing Cam Sloan as the slot guy. Well, you and will, and you will a lot. You will, but it seems that he's going to also be used as the starting cornerback only when they don't have more than two on the field. And I think that tells you that they think Sutton overall is just better than Levi Wallace, which isn't a bad thing. Levi Wallace it's is your not third, bad, that's but okay. It's not bad, but it's something that you were kind of maybe hoping for, that you would just have three guys who were good enough to be your cornerback one, rather than Akella and well, Yeah, that would be a Cam. dream, wouldn't it, if you had three number ones? Well, because Levi Wallace came from one of the best secondaries in the league from, from he Buffalo. He did, but his production dropped when he became a number one, yes. when Tredavious White got hurt late in the year. I think they got a bunch of number twos, which I think if you have three number twos, you can kind of get away with a, a number one by committee. Does that make sense? 
Yeah, but again, that's something. I mean, like that's but that only we, really helps against teams that have one big threat at wide receiver compared to three. I yeah. mean, like two legitimate and and Jamar Chase and T Higgins. Tyler Boyd is a great third option, but yes, it does spell trouble when you're trying to keep up with all three guys, especially when the ball when the ball is coming from Joe Burrow, who's as accurate as anybody. Getting ready to take on spring. Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Well, the Steelers defense isn't going to get any favors from the Bengals on the injury front. Bengals were one of the most healthy teams in the NFL last year, and they still are heading into this season. Three tight ends are on the injury report for Cincinnati. Drew Sample, knee, he was a full practice yesterday, though, so he should play. Uh, Mitchell Wilcox was limited with an ankle, and Devin Asiasi did not practice with a quad. Uh, The Bengals targeted their tight ends 15% of the time last year. One of the fewest target shares for a tight end group in all 32 teams in the NFL. They can get away without a tight end on the field. I'm pretty sure that's why they let Uzoma, who had some moments last year, just walk away in free agency because they said, hey, you're good. If we were a team that was really more focused on the tight end, probably keep you around. If we were a team that only had two really good wide receivers and no Tyler Boyd as a number three option, maybe we keep you around to be that number three option in the passing game. But the fact of the matter is, Uzama, when you factor Joe Mixon and his ability to catch the ball out of the backfield, you're probably number five on our list mm-hmm. right now. And I think the ta- the target share showed that. And I think that these three tight ends or any tight end that's going to play for the Bengals, um, Hayden Hurst, obviously the big name that they brought in, he's a fine tight end, but they're not going to ask much out of them. They're, no, they're not so. going to utilize the tight ends Why much would in the you? passing game. Well, don't get me wrong. Hurst will catch three, four, five sure. touchdowns this year. But you're not but, gonna you're not yeah. gonna see him steal targets away from T. Higgins or Jamar Chase. You'd hope not. But here's if you're the Bengals. But you'd hope. the thing that's so great about Burrow is I know if the Steelers do a magnificent job covering the three wide receivers, he's gonna find he's a gonna way find to get Hayden the ball. Hurst open. Yeah. Like he's gonna find a way not just to get him the ball, but get him the ball effectively down the field. Exactly. So uh, we, you're really up against it here, against this offense. I hope we're— Joe we're, Burrow we're, is a Goliath when you talk about their whole, opposing— The whole court. offense yes, is. Yes, yes. Uh, their only weakness that you can perceive is not a weakness because of fact. It's a weakness because of its unknown. Is that offensive line. I mean, yeah, that might be the Bengals' undoing, like it might be the Steelers' undoing this year, but there's no way of knowing that until these live bullets start flying and— Hey, this these investments might have paid off, and then all of a sudden Cincinnati's got one of the better offensive lines in the league, and then I think it's over for a lot of other teams in the NFL. Now, one thing that's kind of you know beyond just the how do you take out Chase, how do you scheme against Mixon, there might be some timing issues with the Bengals on the offensive side of the ball. When you're an offensive juggernaut, your team is built on the offensive side. And you haven't played at all in the preseason, which the okay. Bengals starters have not played at all in the preseason. That out route to Jamar Chase might not be as maybe crisp. a little shaky, maybe a little rusty. Yeah, it's just timing takes you know time, time. <laughs> to get there, and they didn't put any time in in the off season. Now, 
they're very familiar with each other, the weapons. Yes. They did this whole song and dance last year and ripped it to the AFC oh, Championship game. Jamar Chase Bowl. can't catch a ball in the preseason. He's going to be a bust. Well, I didn't mean that song. And I meant more as in, like, these guys have been there. They won 10 games together. It could That's be true. like riding a bike. 10 games together in Cincinnati alone. Yeah. Let's so not forget what they did in college together. With Jamar and, and, yes. and uh, Joe. But maybe you get lucky with Witherspoon, see something on film where he jumps a route that Chase would never let him jump any other time of the year. But since it's week one, he's not as crisp. He doesn't push off as much when he breaks off his route. And you can jump it and you can get an interception. Or maybe they just go three and out because there's just uh, Tyler Boyd runs a slant route when Joe Burrow thought he was going to run a dig and the ball's just not where it's supposed to be. Maybe you can get away with some of that stuff. But... I don't think it's going to take them long to get their sea legs under them. That's more of a get a couple stops early, hope your offense can capitalize so you have a nice lead throughout the game, and then try to protect that lead, salts it away with Najee on offense and play great defense, get after the passer and rush the quarterback since they're throwing the ball because they're behind. By halftime, I feel like the Bengals are going to be starting to feel themselves. Burrow's going to have a couple completions. And I could be just completely wrong here, and Burrow could just go eight for eight immediately down the field. Like Josh Allen did last night, start the game ten for ten, and just march right down the field. Perfect scripted drive from the Bengals and seven nothing. But there is the hope that the timing issues creep up with an offense like that. I think no matter how skilled you are, I'm not saying you're going to come out rusty for an entire half, but it's very possible you just come out a little like. it could be, for the Steelers' benefit, only two drives, and that's about it. But that means you have to take advantage during those two drives, right? If there's... Oh, yeah, you have to capitalize. Like, that's the thing, the biggest thing that they did wrong against the Chiefs in the playoff game last year. Mm-hmm. TJ, TJ has that, yep. But the defense stopped the Chiefs a couple series, and the offense couldn't do anything with it. If you right. get two more, if you get a touchdown and a field goal, and it's seventeen nothing, well, it's a completely different story. That's it's, a that's a huge lead. Chiefs probably still come back if we're yes. being honest, but at least it's a lot easier to try to defend something like that. So capitalization of the offense is huge. I, I'm I'm gonna ask this: which which do you foresee happening to be the more likely outcome? Right, the Steelers' offense. Clicking on all cylinders, Mitch Trubisky is solid. The offensive line does enough, or somehow the Bengal or the Bengals offense sputtering against the Pittsburgh defense. Uh, I don't think the Bengals offense is going to sputter, so I think it'd be the former. But you're still not too confident on that either. That they won't sputter. That the that the Steelers offense will succeed and and have a great day. Yeah, but I'm probably more in favor of that being the case than the Bengals sputtering for three quarters, four quarters of football. I'm not, okay, maybe not sputtering, but how about the Steelers' defense winning that matchup versus the Bengals' offense? Man, I say it's like catch-22 because yes. the Steelers' defense is the best unit on this team. It's the highest-priced unit in all of football on the defensive side of the ball, yet the Bengals' offense is just so good yes. that it's like, it's you like, kind of you kind of are saying the Steelers' offense because it's like we got Luke Skywalker yeah. in Empire Strikes Back, so we feel good. He's starting to learn his Jedi ways. It's great, <laughs> but then oh, believe we got to face Vader like right off the bat. Like we ain't ready. To, cuts we ain't ready to face. Arm. We ain't ready to face Vader yet. Like so, I would say maybe more. I, I'll still say more confidence than in the Steelers' defense winning the matchup. Oh, okay, because of the star power on the defense. Okay, I side like of the that. Ball. And the star power on the offensive side of the ball, mainly Najee Harris. I worry for because of the five guys that need to do well for him yeah, to do right. well. That's that's why I'm saying it's a really hard question to answer because the two the two 
forces that are leading you to your answer are very different, right? You have a lot of faith in this in the Bengals offense, but it's not that you have faith in the Bengals defense. You just don't have a lot of faith in the in the Steelers offense to do that well. I think that's correct. Yeah. yeah. Yep. I believe that that's correct. But I don't think that I'm like gonna completely punt on the Steelers offense not having some. No, success. I'm not saying that either. I think they can get 17, 20 the, points. The, on the problem board. is if they get if they can get that, you still you still can say oh you I lose can see forty two to twenty. Yeah, <laughs> right. I can still see the Bengals putting up forty points. Hopefully that's not the case like last year. It was a rough couple of games against Cincinnati, especially that last one in Cincinnati. That, Fon- that last game, I mean, you you remember what Joe Green said about the first half against Minnesota where Dalvin Cook ran for 200 yards? He said that was the worst that was the worst experience of a of a single half as a Steelers as since I've joined the Steelers, right? Whether as a player or as a fan. That was the worst half I've ever witnessed. He said that a couple of weeks maybe too early. <laughs> that, that Bengals game was really a no contest from the get-go. Devin Bush, last guy I want to talk about okay. have on this to. defensive yeah, game have plan. To. We touched on him a little bit earlier. Maybe ride the coattails of Miles Jack a little yeah. bit. You know, Ride that wave. I think Jack's going to be just fine in his role with the Steelers' defense. We said, I think, earlier this week, done with Devin Bush and the superstar potential. That is... Dead and gone. We've buried that six feet under the ground. Now it's just Devin Bush and the average NFL player potential. Can he be average? Can he be average? And I think there's so much star power. Again, you wanted him to become that fourth star. Yeah, you did. And, and you know, the, you had him before Minka, so in your mind then you wanted him to be that third star with Watt and Cam, but you wanted him to be number four in a four-star defense. For sure, yeah. Hasn't panned out, Was is not going to pan out anymore. But if he can just be average to slightly above average with the superstars that are around him— I think they'll be just okay on that defensive side of the football, and I think that he won't be a hindrance to anything that they're trying to do. If anything, he'll just be someone that plugs along, isn't very noticeable, uh, and does his job adequately enough to allow the other guys, mainly Cam, Minka, and TJ, to make the splash plays. Like, if he can be a Logan Wilson or a Marcus Bailey. Oh, I like that. I like the Logan Wilson call. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like just, a, just a middle linebacker who's going to lead the team in tackles, but do it kind of quietly. That's what you want. I mean, that's what you can now well, hope. What we wanted that's was what you, well, I'm saying, do it really that's loudly, what you, right? That's but, what you're left Yeah, Yeah. With, we wanted them to point. lead the team in tackles with also like four sacks and three Couple interceptions and two forced fumbles. Yeah. But that ship has sailed. And um, I said ship there. No, that ship has sailed. Well, that, that's the saying. The ship has sailed. <laughs> and... Uh, yeah, I just hope he can be adequate enough because you do worry that he's not going to be uh, up to par at all, and that's just going to be there's 55, there's 55, there's 55, there's 55. Easy Hayden Hurst over the middle. Easy Tyler Boyd over the middle. Joe Mixon halfback angle over the middle. Bang, 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 touchdown Bengals. And trust me, the intellect you're dealing with on the other side of the ball is going to start to recognize that. He's going to exploit it immediately off. once he notices Are it. you more worried? I'm more worried about Devin Bush and pass than Rush. I think the only thing he flashed, if anything, in the preseason was the ability to f- fill the right gap, plug the right hole in the run support. And Unless that gap was plugged and then he had trouble getting off of that blocker. Though that's the other thing, too. He can't take on linemen. That's, no. that's been clearly established. He's outsized completely. He needs, out-trained. he needs the three guys up front to mm-hmm. t- deal with that so he can find the hole and plug it. Uh, but there were so many times in the preseason I saw him on people's hips a couple of yards behind them. Uh, coverage really does worry me, especially because 
I, I Miles Jack's maybe a bit better, but he ain't a cover linebacker either. So no. once again, they're sorely hoping for a cover linebacker that they haven't really had since Shazier, really. It's that's the shame of it is that they've been trying to recreate Ryan Chazier in so many different ways. They thought they had it with Devin Bush and it clearly was not the right guy. So you just have to I mean, I I don't know, Tom. You say you're more concerned about his pass coverage than his his run defense. I might just be I don't really know if he has a strong suit anymore, to be honest. He might just be completely across the board, average to below average. Steelers and Bengals at Paycor Stadium this Sunday at 1 p.m. On our next episode, we're lighting our fireplace. We're doing a Fireside Friday, taking a look at the action around the NFL from last night and this weekend. We're also making our official Steelers picks against the Bengals, so make sure you tune into that. For Jacob Brecht, I am Tom Opferman, and this has been the Steelers Standard. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.